Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Mixtape review, Denzel Curry, Imperial. So about damn time we do this shit. I've been trying to get the motherfuckers to do it. Go check out patreon.com. I'm not gonna go into it. Go to the website. We're probably still on the homepage. It's pretty dope. Make sure you go check out our uh, t-shirt online shop. I was trying to see if right somebody yeah. had it. We got the original joint right there. Back from 2011, bro. That's fire. That's a classic. Um, this is Denzel Curry's third project, if I'm not mistaken. I've been trying to get the crew or me and Modest to do a one-on-one. -on -one. Just hasn't happened, but I am Nostalgic excited. 64 joint, right? Nostalgic 64. Nostalgic Yeah, right? and he had another one. He did. He had some Zoom weird. Room. Some weird. Yes, one. it was weird. Like it was a multicolored cover or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's called though. Imperial. I'm happy that we're reviewing this one because I think Denzel Curry for me has definitely grown in three short projects. Before, I think he had like that Meek Mill syndrome where it's kind of like he's yelling at you and he doesn't know how to turn down the volume. I think that on this project, he's finally figured out how to still be loud, but to display and convey different emotions and, and inflections in his voice. Him being from Miami, lyrically, he didn't, he didn't necessarily paint this landscape of me being back there, but the terminology that he uses, the vocabulary, one word that y'all probably, probably was lost in just the rapping was JIT. G-I-T. That's a <laughs> slang term for a kid. It's just a Florida term. That's what brought me back to Florida. Not necessarily the way he's rapping because yeah. it that you know, when I was there, that's not how dudes was rapping, not how they was sounding, but what he's rapping about is so South Florida. Um, especially the track, uh, Story With No Title. To me, that was one of the dopest ones on there, especially that third verse, when he says, Story With No Title, I, I'm from a city that was built off Kane, something, something about Hurricane, ain't, ain't no A-Bay Bay. A-Bay Bay, Hurricane Chris did that, Hurricane, Miami Hurricane. Exactly, Cowboys, built off man. of Kane, you know what I'm saying? So he he has some lyrics that are in here, but he has that sound of like that new age, you know, uh, like the Tory Lanez type of motherfuckers that I know B don't like, but I fuck with this project. Y'all already know this shit bumping the whip heavy. The only tracks that I could have kind of did without was uh, Pure, Pure Enough and I want to say This Life. But pretty much everything else, ULT was dope. The intro, Naughty Headed uh, with Rick Ross was dope. Narcotics, Story with no title. And then Zenith with Joey Badass. That's dope as fuck. When I heard the track, I'm like, how the fuck is this nigga gonna freak this? But Joey, yeah, Joey's just that like literature. It was like one of the nine trappiest beats on the, on the album. Mm -hmm. Yep, yeah. yep. And then also, um, if tomorrow's not here, I always like this concept of hypothetically, what would you do if if it was all supposed to end. I think that the beat and how, again, how he was able to tone down his voice matched that. And I thought it was a great way to end a short project. I don't know what the fuck these niggas is gonna say about it though. But it definitely bumps in the whip. Go ahead, kid. 
Oh, he got his Bible open. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lot of cases. Um, yeah, I never want to hear this project again. Um, Ooh, yeah, I, I, no, nah, I didn't like this at all. I think the only two tracks on here that I liked were the last two, Zenith and If Tomorrow Never Comes, because it was, for me, it, listening to this album, it was different than everything else that was on here. Like, you're, you're absolutely right, he is um, yelling a lot. That's kind of his style, it seems. I think it's just him. I just, I'm just not a fan of this guy, you know, or, or his work or his style. It's, there's nothing about him, you know, appeals to me. Um, he definitely has some, you know, bone thugs and harmony type style in there that I pick up. Some three, I think I hear some three six mafia stuff like that. You know, everything is kind of dark, and he has the, the triplet flow and all this other stuff. But um, outside of that, and even listen to the lyrics, there's just nothing on here that that appeals to me at all. I think it was just an outright torture, just me Damn. get through it after about the third time of listening to it. Don't Tell him about it. Uncle Ken. And it's just, this is just not. <laughs> I only want to say it's not for me. It shouldn't be for anybody. You shouldn't. You saw Nah. Bruh, every shit. Yeah. No, fuck Uncle Ken. Granddaddy Ken. Great granddaddy Ken. He used to run with this group called Raider Clan, who was with this, you know, Space Ghost Perp. And they all have this distinctive type sound, this collective, this group. But this guy, he just. It just wasn't. It just wasn't rocking for me, man. His style. I know you said Bone Thugs Harmony. It kind of puts me in a Crucial Conflict type of feel. The way he raps. I didn't like Crucial Conflict back then, so that was. Like, <laughs> oh my was already, god! Like, but like, <laughs> uh, shout out to Ronnie J on the production, though. I thought. I thought. Oh, I mean, besides that, the production was good, and he did have a, a few songs on here. I think Sick and Tired was one of the first interesting songs for me on this album. The way how he spoke from. A perspective of getting ready to rob someone, and in the second verse, he, he rapping from the perspective of getting robbed. So I was like, okay, that's kind of creative. That was, that was cool. And then I thought Rick Ross, Rick Ross was actually fine. Rick Ross been on a nice little run for me from the Black Dollar mixtape and the Black Market shit to this. So hey, Rick Ross, shout out to the feature. Um, Narcotics was cool. I thought, I felt like this, the, the second part of the album. Like the last four tracks were actually the tracks that I kind of like a little better than the first half. By him being all rapping all aggressive and stuff like that, it was good. He kind of switched up the style a little bit. The tracks with Joy Badass, um, Pure Enough. I didn't care for it, but I appreciate the content on that. A lot of this stuff, you know, you can tell he's very angry at <laughs> the police and how they always, you know, racial profile him because it seemed like, right? It seems like with this album with only ten tracks. It just seemed like he was kind of falling short with that, with that same subject matter all the time. It was just like every song was like, okay, yeah, I got dreads in my hair, and I'm always being profiled. I'm always being profiled. Da, da, da. I'm like, okay, how much? So that's why I think that's why I like Pure Enough because it kind of he kind of like switched it up and kind of got introspective as well as Narcotics as well. And, and then the last track, I think that's another one of my favorite tracks I like now. But as a whole, I think this is just don't really have a replay value. I don't hate it as much as Ken, but I'm I'm like him, like well, damn, what's all the hype about, like. When I saw 10 tracks, I'm like, okay, I think we're about to be in for something pretty nice. You know, 10 tracks, that's a very, that's a, a slim margin. You can't mess up. You can't mess up when you only got 10 tracks and you messed up like about four or five times. And then also, I was, people, I thought about you too, because I'm, as I'm listening to this, I'm like, man, this doesn't have no like Miami feel. When I think of Miami, you know, I'm thinking of, he's giving me like the ugly side of Miami. He's like, giving you the real Miami. Yeah, the real, he's giving you he's Carol giving, City, yeah, he's yeah. giving you Opalaka, yeah. he's giving you Overtown, he he's giving you, you the Biscayne Boulevard. Yeah. He ain't giving you Biscayne Boulevard. He, he's not giving you what the other 
uh, Miami artists yeah. give you, like Trick Daddy, Daddy Rick Ross. Ross. Yeah, yeah. He's so not giving you. When, as I'm listening to this, I'm like, wow, this is this is very this is a very dark and greedy side of Miami that he's that he's telling right now. It didn't go hard in the recycle pit. No, I didn't go hard. Maybe like a little jump shot. I didn't do no Vince Carter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bounce off the rim. Yeah, bounce off the rim a little bit, kind of wiggle around. You know, if it was something, I would have Dominique Wilkins that motherfucker like boom. But no, it wasn't. You know what I thought was interesting? There was a line he said where he talked about Atlanta rappers not having a style. You guys remember that? But then in pure, pure enough. He talked about Gucci Man and wanting Gucci Man and looking forward to Gucci Man getting out of jail. That was, that, I was like, that was kind of weird. Well, to me. I, well, like, I think was he not... was saying that other rappers didn't have any style and they were trying to sound like Atlanta. Yeah. I don't think he was really saying that Atlanta rappers had no style. That's the way I took it. I didn't know anything about Denzel Curry. He kept talking about him. And I was just like, ah, I'll get to it. But I, I, I thought it was gonna be no offense. I thought it was gonna be some bullshit Trump music. So I was like, I don't have any reason to listen to that in my car. <laughs> so I was just like, I'll, I'll get to it. And then I saw that he was he was associated with Raider Clan and Space Go Perp. And this is no offense to any of those guys, but I've never liked that crew. They their sound did not interest me one bit. This is one of those albums that had me not done a review for it. I would have never listened to it. But I'm very glad we did a review because I thought this album was good. And I'm actually surprised you guys disliked it this much. I, I honestly expected to walk in and everybody thought it was a good project. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, what's, I mean, opinions are opinions, but what's wrong with it? Like, granted, it's nothing groundbreaking. He's not doing anything where it's like, oh shit, that's never been done before. Mm -hmm. I thought the beats he chose for the most part were good. It's not like he's doing some incredibly deep wordplay, but he's got bars and he sounds good on a beat. Now, I do think that he yells a bit too much. He was switching up his yelling with like a, a more mid-range style. I thought the fact that he was switching it up from song to song was cool, but I would rather him switch it up within the song itself. Mm -hmm. Like kind of like Schoolboy does, you know? You know how Schoolboy has those two different yeah, voices? Yeah. I wish he would have done that within the song as opposed to this song I'm yelling the whole time. This song, I'm cool. Starting off with ULT, I was like, oh shit, this is what this guy sounds like? Because I wouldn't expect you to be all into this, but I was like, okay, this is hype music. I was like, this is cool. But it got to gook, and then I was like, oh shit. Uh, and this is one of those things where I didn't know the term meant something else. I was like, why is he yelling gook? I'm a gook. I was like, I don't understand. Why would you make a song about like a racial slur by Asian people? I was like, I don't understand. This is like, why is this a Florida thing? But then I saw that to them, gook means like a weirdo. Did you not know that either? Mm, I don't know that one. Yeah, yeah I had to look it I up. Didn't know that one. This is almost irritating me because I'm just like, why? I don't get it. But yeah, so gook apparently means weird. That's why he's saying, I'm a gook, I'm a gook. Sick and Tired was cool. Naughty Head was the first song that actually stood out. I like how he played with the idea of twisting weed and then trying to twist my fro up and growing dreads. I was like, okay, that's actually kind of kind of dope. And Rick Ross, yeah, Rick yeah, Ross's Rick Ross. verse, it wasn't great. Right, but it let's was not like, be, let's not, let's yeah, not exaggerate. Yeah, but but here, it like, okay. started off good. It was like he was up a hill and it kind of went downhill sure. towards the end. But you know, I like the whole thing about just found another body or something like that. At the same time, got a tattoo on his face and then the obituary on his mama's fireplace. I was like, okay, that's actually some cool imagery. But then he just went off. I think the fact that he sounded. Comfortable, just different, yeah, than, than how Denzel Curry sounds. Yeah, the contrast the, the definitely contrast helped. Help, help with that, with that, with that record. Denzel Curry is a, is a, is more abrasive than Rick yeah. Ross. Yeah, Ross smooths <clears throat> it out. Narcotics was another one that I really liked. Like I could see why that is the standout track from this, 
from this project because it was like, it's almost like an anthem. I did think it was a bit weird that he was complaining about, you know, black people being stereotyped for being drug dealers, but then he's talking about being a drug dealer throughout a lot of the other tracks. But it was still a dope track. Story No Title, I thought was, was actually another dope track. The beat was really cool. And again, I thought he did a little bit something different with his flow on this one. But it's weird because me and you are on the same place with this because the only two songs I didn't like were pure enough in this life. Like, I didn't like those songs at all. And I understand why they're there. They was kind of like to break up the monotony a little bit, but <coughs> pure enough, his lyrics didn't do anything for me, his flow didn't do anything for me, and then that beat, no offense to the person who made the beat, but I just did not like the beat. And I'm surprised you like this shit. Like, those fucking Atlantic Star cheesy-ass keyboards, like, you like that shit? It was cool, I thought Ryan you, J was cool. No, bro, you in your room doing this, Major dude. Period. No, yeah, it was yeah, just like, no, nah, dude. Like, in this life, same thing, just didn't work. The beat wasn't that great, and it was just a bit too mellow, and they were, like, side-by-side, side. like, nah. From then on, Zenith, and if tomorrow's not here, great. So, I mean, this dude reminds me of, like, if ASAP Rocky joined Odd Future. Like, I don't, that's what I, that's what I got from him. It's like, you got these almost smooth beats, but you got this dude that's just so fucking hype. Like this Tyler the Creator style hype. Like ADD style hype. Like I hear these songs at a concert. Like it seems like this whole mixtape was made to be played live. And maybe that's the problem. You're just too old. <laughs> you're, not, you're not trying to be at the concert like this. Ken's trying to be in the back Nigga, against you're two the wall. Years younger than her. I'll be in the front like this, though. I'm not gonna jump high, though. <laughs> it just felt very samey to me. His flow felt very samey to me. Yeah. Which is why the last two tracks are the two that finally, for me, was something like, different. Uh, if he interspersed like more of that, I could probably tolerate a little, little bit more. But I don't need eight tracks of the same, seemingly the same thing. That's why I think he needs to change his flow up some. He this definitely is, needs to change his flow up some. This is definitely a young person's album. I don't think I'm gonna be going back to this a lot. I see why it's getting the hype. It's an exciting album. And he's choosing beats that I wouldn't think would make me hype. That's the weird thing. It, you know, it's like he's thing. making you hype. I think that this is the first time that he was talking directly. Cause his other projects, he was like in that spacey, floaty, um Wild Yeah, uh what what ah uh, who's the Flatwood oh. Zombies? That's that's what his other projects kind of reminded me of. And he wasn't talking directly to people. He wasn't necessarily connecting on a personal direct level before. That stream of consciousness rap. Mm -hmm. So like all of his older or his other two projects, it was more up there. It was like, the fuck is you talking yeah. about? But you Just, like those projects, right? I like them. Yeah. I like them because I like his energy and I like the beats he picks. And it was weird. And he's from he's from Florida, so I'm a rep the hometown. He wasn't whack. I like them. With this project, I I see the contrast. And I know all of you guys pretty much mentioned how how loud he could be. This is the most tame he's been. To me, he's worked on it. Even his flow, I felt that his flow on this project was way more diverse than any other project. Like, like to me, I can hear him grow as an MC. Him tackling these social issues and applying it to him and still having a track like Zenith where it's on some other third eye type planet type shit. He's starting to mold himself into a complete artist. Other people that have been on Denzel Curry from the beginning, I think that's what they hear and it's part of the reason why they're so hyped for it.
Album of the year though? I'm not gonna go that yeah, far. I don't get that. I don't go that far, but it's definitely one of my my more favorite projects I've heard. Like, and I'm gonna bump this shit because this shit bump quite in the whip. So if he was from Cali, you still like it as much? Um, I would like it, but that extra boost that that and makes me like it is the connection to, to Florida yeah, yeah, yeah. because I I understand the terminology. I know exactly what he's talking about. So that extra a Cali rapper couldn't give me. I didn't I didn't catch any weird terminology except for Gook. Maybe I need to listen harder, but. Keep ripping that uh, 305 Miami, Dade County all day. In this project, I hear the progression. I definitely hear the progression. I'm excited for you. There's not a lot of people from Miami right now with, you know what I'm saying, like a following kind of movement happening. You know, you got Ross and Trick, you know, but no, no, no young cat. You're definitely progressing in the right way. I definitely fuck with you, man. You got a fan in me. Uh, your shit been bumping in the whip since N64, man. You know, you have plenty of people who rapping for you. FIFO has been pushing for us to review uh, your work in the past, you know, before. And, um, you know, and I, I think that what you're doing so far has definitely managed to gain you a lot of attention. I did like the last two tracks. So, I think if I got a little bit more of that to break up, the the aggressive tone throughout the whole project it probably would would help this is actually my first time listening to a full project from you and you know not horrible but I just you know I didn't love it it didn't really just like wow me wow me and like I said the style from your style that I got it's just like oh you remind me of Chris Complex so that that was just like uh but other than that I mean you seem like you have a good fan base if people tell me listen to something I listen to it if you come out with a future project and say hey man check this out I'll give you another to give you another try I'm not going to just completely dismiss you just off of my first just because I wasn't really feeling your first my first time listening to your project and if people say you're progressing the way you are if you can get better from from this then yeah I'll, I'll check out what you drop next I think you're on a, a really good path. I haven't listened to your past projects, to be fair. I may go back and do that, though. But for this project itself, I think it was actually a good piece of work. Um, there's a couple loose ends that I think you can tie up, like I said, with the, you know, making your flow maybe a little bit different on each track. But those are nitpicky, you know? Those are nitpicky. I The majority of this album I liked, you know, there was only two songs that I did not like. So that's 80%. You know, so yeah, I'm with it. That's a B. That's a good solid B. I'd be more interested in hearing your next project just because I feel like I can see where you're going. So I'd kind of be interested in seeing how you progress after this. I think I'm going to sit with it some more and see if I like it even more or, you know, or what. So yeah, that's it, man. Yeah.